Did you know that you could get even longer interviews with some of the most successful creators? You can with How I Built It Pro. With How I Built It Pro, you get extended ad-free versions of every episode. We cover things like pricing memberships, how to make course creation even faster, building a creator business while also parenting, current events, and more. Plus, you'll get bonus episodes where I offer a behind-the-scenes look at what I'm working on, the revenue for my own creator business, experiments, and video demos of the tech I talk about on this show. You can join How I Built It Pro today for just 5 bucks a month or 50 bucks a year. Sign up over at howibuilt.it slash pro or use the link in your podcast app. If you've ever heard me say I'm a recovering WordPress developer, you've also heard me credit today's guest, Karanda Adair. And while she started in WordPress, she quickly moved into one of my favorite areas of expertise, automation. Specifically, Karanda's an email automation expert. And today, she's going to tell us the right process for automation, how to test, and why your business depends on good email automation. Be sure to look for what exactly automation is and how you can improve your work and your customer's experience using it. We also go over the right way to create your automations and to evaluate tools. And then she gives us the two most crucial things you need to do when automating email. I can talk about automation all day. Karanda is so much fun to talk to. So I know you're going to love this interview. In pro, we talk about, we basically gush about Airtable. And then she tells us about her pot of gold, which is such a cool product. So I hope you enjoy that. Today's sponsors, today's episode is brought to you by Good Games, Groundhog, and Learn Dash. You'll hear about them later on in the show. You can find, there's going to be a ton of show notes. So you can find them all over at howibuilt.it slash 303. But for now, let's get into the intro and then the interview. Hey, everybody, and welcome to How I Built It, the podcast where you get free coaching calls from successful creators. Each week, you get actionable advice on how you can build a better content business to increase revenue and establish yourself as an authority. I'm your host, Joe Casabona. Now let's get to it. All right. I am here with Karanda Dare. She is the CEO of Carvel Digital. And I'm really excited because we've kind of swam in the same circles for a while. Uh, I stole uh, that I'm a recovering WordPress developer from you. I thought it was so That's funny. That's right. I forgot um, you did that. <laughs> I, I try to give you credit every time. Uh, but I just think it's like, well, we could talk about that later if you want. But first, I do need to say, uh, welcome to How I Built It. This is episode 303. You'll be able to find all the show notes we talk about over at howibuilt.it slash 303. And uh, our sponsors for today are Gap Scout, Groundhog, and Learn Dash. Now, Karanda, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm I'm just getting back into work mode, you know. So after yeah. after a break. Yes, for sure. As uh, to peel back the break the fourth wall or whatever. Uh, as we record this, it is the new year. Um, this is coming out a little bit after that, but uh, I'm excited because I think we're close enough to the beginning of the year still that um, automation is something really important that we could talk about. You and I love automation. 
Uh, in the pro show, we're going to gush about Airtable. Um, and so maybe you can tell me, how did you get into automation in the first place? Um, okay, so I'll I'll cliff notes the beginning part of it because I didn't start out to be a developer at all. I was actually working as a project manager at a tiny little startup and I had a meeting with a freelance developer and I thought, wow, that, that guy just waltzed in here with his jaunty cap and his laptop and waltzed out and he doesn't have to deal with my boss all the time and he's not stuck in an office, you know. And I literally went back to my desk and Googled, like, how do I become a developer? And I didn't know what CSS was. I, you know, I was just like, I don't know, but I'm going to figure it out. And so long story short, I ended up getting a degree in web design and interactive media. I worked for exactly one tech company before I got fired for quote unquote culture fit. Um, mm. so if the, for those listening, I'm a black woman and I'm also a lesbian and we don't really fare well <laughs> in the tech world. Um, a lot of dudes so in the tech world. There's a lot, a lot of dudes, dudes. Yeah. there's a lot of bros. Um, yeah. but I just took that as my sign, like, oh, I'm going to hang out my shingle and I'm going to make WordPress websites. And, um, and so I did that for a number of years. You know, I started with the, the proverbial $500 website. And went up from there. And I figured out about uh, about 2017, 2018, I figured out that people actually, a lot of people didn't understand that the website wasn't going to save them, right? It's like, it's the front door and people spend a lot of money on it hoping like, oh, I'm going to launch this new website. And then the customers are just going to come rolling in. And it's like, no, you still have to market and so I started learning about marketing and that was like my gateway is like, oh, wait, there's, there's this whole email list thing that, that happens and there's lead magnets and there's, you know, all the stuff. And, and my niche became mission-driven service-based business owners. And service-based business owners are perpetually caught in the cycle, the feast-famine cycle of, you know, you hustle your ass off and you get some clients and then you hustle your ass off and you serve some clients. And while you're doing that, your marketing just dies on the vine. Mm -hmm. And so, and, you know, I've been a victim of that too. And so I was like, okay, automation is, you know, something that can save people time and service-based business owners need that desperately. And so, um, I got connected with um, Chris Davis, who um, was formerly the head of education at Active Campaign for three years and now runs Automation Bridge. Um, and he's um, got a program where he mentors marketers and he teaches automation the right way. Um, if you listen to his podcast, All Systems Go, he always talks about, you know, doing automation the right way. And so I got connected with him and I just went all in um, with his mentorship and I became certified through him. And... Um, really just started focusing on offering automation as a, a core part of our, our done for you side of our business. Um, and just like loving it for myself as well. Right. Um, you know, we revamped our, our email engine sales engine back in June of 2021. I spent about 80 hours just like building wow. a complete email sales engine based on, um, email marketing heroes, Rob and Kennedy over there run a, run a great yeah. program. And it totally changed like how I see automation, how I see marketing, um, and what doing that style of email marketing can do for a, a business and your sales. 
Um, so that's kind of the the cliff notes of how we got here. And, you know, email is just like the pillar kind of that we sit on as like the beginning of automation. But of course, there's lots of other things that you can automate in your business. Yeah, for sure. And I'm really excited to, to, to get into that. Um, but I do want to touch on a couple of things that you mentioned here. Um, first of all, Rob and Kennedy, after you, so uh, we met like IRL uh, at Cabo Press last year. And um, you mentioned Rob and Kennedy, and like I immediately signed up for like their like tripwire thing, um, and that was like all I needed to like really revamp my whole. I have like a welcome sequence that goes into like a soft sell sequence that goes into an education sequence. Now, um, really excited. So that was like big value for me, super helpful. So thank you for that. Um, and then I love what you said about. Um, a lot of people didn't realize that the website wasn't going to save them. I had uh, Ame Proetti on the show. She was my copywriter for for uh, Podcast Liftoff. And we basically just talked about how like, hey, this episode's coming out in November. Dear creators and dear web developers, like you're going to want to redesign your website because it's slow. Instead, you should focus on the copy. Like the design matters way less than the actual mm-hmm. words on the page. I mean, does so. Paul Jarvis still just have like black text on a white page? <laughs> right, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he seems to be doing pretty well for himself, you know? Like Yeah. You know, I always point people to um to Craigslist. Like, what a gross looking right? site that is, but it's still like amazing. It, it does what it's supposed to do and we all yeah. keep using it. Yep, exactly. So, um, yeah. Focus on the words, on the content. Um, yeah, and I've been telling people that for years too. I'm like, if you have a choice to hire me as a web developer or a copywriter, 100% hire the copywriter. 100%. Yeah, uh, like, I love that. And I mean, yeah. I have a content boot camp, right? Because content mm. is the most important thing, right? And then you have to have a place to distribute it. But what you actually say is actually what matters. Yeah, for sure. And and I mean, gosh, I could talk about this forever too. Because I like, I realized when I started selling products like courses, my approach for selling websites, which was like, get in a room with a person and talk to them. <laughs> like that just, you can't do that when you sell a $50 online course or whatever, or even a $500 online course. Like, Mm-hmm. You got to have good sales copy that can convince the people at scale. Yeah. Well, and I, so in 2019, at the end of 2018, I quit making websites because of this realization. And I started Content Bootcamp because I was like, well, y'all don't know how to sell using content. So I'm just going to teach that. And it made people show up differently. And it made them like they did the work. And then they were like, oh my God wait, this works. And I, I'm always saying like, I teach people how to be people online because that's oh, the thing. That. It's like, you can be the most amazing person on stage, in person, at the meetup, you know, and we couldn't even do that for two years, right? Anyway. Right. And so if you don't know how to show up online in text, audio, or video, or all three, such that people go, oh, I like them. I want to know more. Then you're not going to make it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's amazing. Um, and so you mentioned like automation, something that could save people time. 
you and I use it a lot. We both have uh, small teams. You're slightly. Uh, do you have like a full like employees? I'm scared of having actual full time employees. I have like a bunch of contractors. <laughs> I think everybody's scared of that, except for the people who've already <laughs> done it, who are like, just hire already. Um, no, my team at this point is um, all contractors, but I've got my eye on converting uh, one of my team members for sure this year over to employee status. Um, nice. And it's just a matter of me getting all the ducks in a row to to make that happen. Um, but I'm definitely at the point where like I I need people, not that my team's not focused, but I just need, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of us all being able to row in the same direction and being able to say yeah. like, okay, yeah, we're all working, you know, Monday from Monday through Thursday from, you know, 10 to four right. or whatever, so that we yeah. can just kind of like do that back and forth. And so like legally, you can't say to a contractor like, oh, you have to be here at this time. or You have to do it this way right. or whatever. You know, you can't do that. So, um, yeah. so it's not that I want to micromanage, but I just, I do think that, you know, I'm, I'm at that tipping point where I'm going to need to do that. Yeah. It's easier to win the game when all the players are on the same field at the same time, Ex- right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 But my Love team have been that. with me for two years, most of them. It's, I mean, they're wow. they're awesome. Yeah, that's, you know, I say, wow. But like, I, I was just, I was just telling somebody, like my editor has been with me so long that like, he noticed that I forgot like a crucial file without <laughs> like, and he was like, hey, where's this thing that you always include? And I'm like, oh, I'm a dummy. And like <laughs> yesterday my brain melted. And so <laughs> like the value of having people like stick with you is is super, super high. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so um, you mentioned that email um, is kind of your vehicle for automation. So uh, let's talk. Let's talk tools. I know, like some people are like, "Don't worry about the tools; just focus on what works best for you." But like, we can't really talk automation without talking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know where those people live. It's not me. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, like, don't like change your task manager every other day, but like, definitely find like good automation tools. So here's the thing about tools, right? Everybody, you know, I, there are people who will tag me in the comments of someone who's like singing the praises of Kartra and then leave the, like have their popcorn ready. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, cause there's just, there's tools. I'm just like, okay, that's a nice little toy tool set you have there. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Um, But like, I'm working with people who are multi six figure business owners and trying to grow. Right. That's my, that's my audience now. And so if those people are coming to me talking about, you know, Kajabi, (laughs) GoDaddy, like whatever. And I'm just like, what are you doing? So I've had my, most of my tools in my stack I've had for five years plus. I should really, Mm -hmm. I should go back and figure out the dates, but definitely at least five years, which is like a hundred years in internet time. Yeah, for sure. So it's not, and there are people who are like, oh, I know all the tools. I play with all the tools, but like, have you produced results with those tools? And so when people are like, oh, what should I do? And I'm, I, I'm really trying to retire from from commenting on those inevitable, like people go into Facebook groups and like, what's the best email platform? And I'm like, mm-hmm. if you don't know better than to to not crowdsource advice like that, like I'm, right. I wash my hands a bit, right? Um, yeah, that's like and so, when I was living in Scranton, like uh, somebody said, if you ask people in Scranton, like if you ask ten people where to get the best pizza, you would get fourteen answers, and that's like <laughs> every what's the best question in a Facebook group. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so 
Like I'm partial to active campaign. Uh, I've been using it for a long time, gotten a lot of results for ourselves and our clients with it. It does a lot of amazing things. It doesn't, it does it cheaper than some other things out there. Although, although they just raise their prices. Um, Mm. And so I'm going to tell you like, this is what I use and this is what I've recommended to my clients. And these are the results that we've gotten with it. And these are the reasons why. In fact, I have a whole podcast episode that's just, here's my tech stack and here's why. And here's what you should consider. Like which phase of business should you be in before you even consider, you know, X, Y, or Z tool. So I have a whole, it's like episode 14 of my podcast. Um, And so there's some... There's something to be said for the, like, if you only have a hammer, everything looks like a nail thing. Um, and my answer to that is that if you, if I really feel like you need something that we don't use, that we're not expert in, then I will send you to someone who is. Or mm-hmm. if you're really set, I feel like if you're really just like convert kit for life, ride or die, like, I'm going to send you to Jason Rez, Resnick. Right. Right? Yeah, for so, sure. Um, so I'm not saying like, no matter what, I'm going to, say you have to use these tools. I'm going to say, if you're in this situation with this kind of business and you need to do these kind of things, this is the best tool I've found for it. So, um, so like my top of my stack is, you know, of course, WordPress, ActiveCampaign, um, Airtable, JotForm, um, and the, who the form thing, <laughs> the form thing is more important than people think, yeah. right? I know people yes. are in love with type form and they, they love their little one question per page, which I find annoying. Um, I know, but type form, form for integrations is the worst. Um, it's really, really hard to deal with. And so if you come into the automation service provider community, you will not find any type form fans because we mm. don't want to integrate that. Whereas JotForm, like you can literally take one submission and you can send that data multiple places just in one submission natively oh, without awesome. Zapier. Yeah. And oh, like, that's amazing. It is. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, yeah. oh, I want this in Active Campaign, campaign and Airtable. Great. Done. You know? Oh, that's so, so cool. Here's the thing about automation is, and about business in general, is it's all about the data. Right. So when I'm railing against like these all in one tools, like I, I have a post, it's one of my favorites that I ever put on Facebook and it just said an escape room, but for people trying to leave Dubs Auto. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll go and like revive it every once in a while yeah. just for funsies. But honestly, it's like they don't want to give you your data. Right. And the first thing I ask when I'm looking at software is, can I pick up my toys and go home? Because you're right. not, you're maybe not going to stay with that thing forever and ever and ever, and so you want to know: Can I get my data back out of it? And with those all in ones, like they don't want you, they don't want to play nice with all in one. It's right there in the name. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Right? They don't want yeah. to give you integrations and help you play nice with others. And so when I'm looking at and consulting people about you know choosing these tools, I'm I'm also looking at what is your process, right? What is your customer journey or whatever it is we're trying to automate? And how does the data need to flow? Because you might have your CRM and active campaign, but when you want to look at where are people in your customer journey, you might want to look at Airtable for that because Airtable mm-hmm. is just, it's a, it's a database. It's a relational database and you can have interfaces and charts and graphs. And like when you want to see information from your data, that's where I want to look, right? If you if you want to see, you know, 
how many people got a certain tag or how many people filled out a certain form and when did they do it? Like, that's going to be really hard to do, like just going into active campaign. Right. So I'm just, I'm thinking about all those things, right? What are we, what's the measurement going to be like? How are we tracking things? Where are you going to want to look at this? How can we create a dashboard so you can see like, you know, what is actually going on with your leads and your customer acquisition and all that good stuff. So these are all the things, you know, this is why I can't with the, you know, what's the best tool for X in the Facebook groups is because I know, you know, they're not thinking on that level. Right. Yeah. It's, and, and like, I mean, more often than not, it's always like, it depends, right? Like people are like, what's the best podcast host? And I'm like, well, I don't, you know, if, if you want free, then it's anchor, which is not good at all. But like, um, you know, if you need a private podcast, like I can't recommend Buzzsprout because they don't have private podcasts. Like you need, so I like, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, as you're talking, it makes me think of like, so for the, for my, how I built a pro membership, uh, I'm using ConvertKit Commerce. I thought like, I'm just going to like go super bare bones um, and, and like not need a WordPress stack for it anymore. And it'll be great. Uh, and then I realized that like, you don't know when someone churns, mm-hmm. like, like, cause they don't get a tag. You can tag them when they sign up for a subscription but if they churn out, there's no like automation associated with that. And I'm like, guys. And they're like, yeah. So like I submitted a feature request and they're like, oh yeah, that would be like really good to have. And I'm like, yeah. It's actually it sure essential. <laughs> right. It's not just really good. It's actually you like built very, very important. A subscription tool. <laughs> and I don't know when someone leaves. So like. I, I, I'm like, am I, should I move again? But I think I'm just going to like hang with it. And my membership's not that big right now. Um, and I get so, it. Like their, their use case was like Substack, Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like only people who are actively subscribed will get this newsletter. But like, I want to send people a private podcast feed mm-hmm. and I want to know when they leave. So that they so don't get it anymore. Sending it. Yeah. Okay. So this brings up a really, really good point, which is that the first thing that I do when clients come to me and we're we're doing like a marketing intensive where we're gonna just deep dive into their whole business and look at all their systems is we just step completely away from the tools. And it's so important mm-hmm. to do that as the first step of actually choosing software is to step completely away from the tools and define your process and actually map it out. So that like one of the most valuable things that we do for people is that marketing intensive where we do that deep dive and we actually visually map using like Whimsical or Miro or something you can see that you can say like, your leads come in here. Here are all the places your leads can come into your email list. Here's what happens after each one. Here are the discrepancies you know, when they come in on this landing page versus this pop-up, you know, like you can see those things. And once you see them, it's just glaringly like, oh, well, there's no continuity. There's no, like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's all these gaping holes. I have legit been doing consults and been like, well, uh, there was a contact form with like six different dropdowns of what they could be interested in. And so we were just going through one by one by one. And I was like, okay, what's this fourth one? Oh, that's like our biggest moneymaker. It's our highest tier thing. I'm like, well, you have like four inquiries from four months ago. Has anyone gotten back to them? Nope. No automation, no confirmation, no welcome, wow. no message to the team saying, hey, we got a hot lead. Like that was easily 
you know, $50,000 worth of prospects who were filling out a form saying, I am interested in this highest level thing that you do. So (laughs) you've convinced me without a sales call to give you a ton of money. (laughs) So, um, so you have to define the process because that's what you're automating. And if you don't know what it is, right? So if you had said, okay, I need to do e-commerce. What is it that I need? Well, I need people to subscribe. And then when they unsubscribe, I need them to get a tag. Well, now now what you have is a job description. Right. With which to go out and say, okay, I'm going to trial some software to see if they can actually do this job that I have defined in my business. And you would have you would have been looking for that and caught that and been like, oh, okay, nope, you you don't get the job. You can't do this really key thing. Yeah, which um, I love that. I'm going to apply that from now on. Also, don't assume, I guess. Like, I was, <laughs> I was like, surely, and I've made that mistake so many times. Like, I've tried, like, membership plugin for WordPress. I should, like, bleep that. Um, you know, whatever, like, for WordPress. And um, it just, like, didn't do, I, like, got, like, halfway through. It didn't do the things I needed. And then I switched to my current stack, which is Paid Memberships Pro. Full disclosure, they have sponsored this podcast in the past. Um, I used them before they sponsored. Um, and so evaluate, like, evaluate before you build, like have a job description is so, it will save you like a lot of time and heartache. Yeah, and never underestimate like the usefulness of the help documentation because that's where you can yeah. find these things, right? Because mm-hmm. when when you're in it and you're like way down the primrose path and suddenly you go, oh, does it do this thing? That's where you're going to go. So just go there right. first, right? Because yeah. you've defined your process and then you go and you say, well, does it do this? Or if they, if it's, you know, if you're doing like some kind of enterprise thing and you have a salesperson, like even better or, or better than sales probably is support, right? If you're in a trial and you contact support and you're like, oh, does it do this? Does it do this? Then you get to see like what is support like, right? And you get to see, does it do that thing? So um, yeah, just, I mean, you know, you can treat it like any other, like you hire an employee and you have like a 60 or a 90 day trial, like to see like, hey, can you do this? I used to teach a required class to college freshmen at 8 a.m. on Monday mornings. So I know the constant dread of wondering if anyone is paying attention to my talks. I also knew that they were a captive audience, something that you don't have the benefit of when you are presenting at a conference or online. So you need to keep your audience engaged. And that's where Good Games comes in. With Good Games, your audience doesn't just listen to your presentation, they become part of it. Gamification makes presentations a living conversation between you, your participants, and the material. Players can play from any browser on any device, and they'll remain totally anonymous while brainstorming, providing honest feedback, or even just competing against fellow attendees. Good Games works great for in-person, online, or hybrid events. To see free live demos every Thursday, subscribe to Good Games on YouTube. And to learn more, go to howibuilt.it slash games. Be sure to mention How I Built It to get 10% off. That's howibuilt.it slash games and mention the show for 10% off. 
This episode is brought to you by LearnDash. Look, I've been making courses for a long time. I've taught at the college level and I've created curriculums for several different organizations, including Udemy, Sessions College, and LinkedIn Learning. When I create my own courses, there's no better option than LearnDash. LearnDash combines cutting-edge e-learning tools with WordPress. They're trusted to power learning programs for major universities, small to mid-sized companies, startups, and creators worldwide. What makes LearnDash so great is it was created by and is run by people who deeply understand online learning and adds features that are truly helpful for independent course creators. I love the user experience. And now you can import Vimeo and YouTube playlists and have a course created automatically in seconds. I trust LearnDash to run my courses and membership, and you should too. Learn more at howibuilt.it slash LearnDash. This episode is brought to you by Groundhog. Groundhog is an open source CRM and marketing automation suite for serious agencies, small businesses, content creators, e-commerce experts, and WordPress professionals. Groundhog allows you to create funnels, automate email and SMS communications, and manage your contacts from the comfort of your WordPress dashboard. Unlike other SaaS CRM platforms, Groundhog does not charge you a success tax. Groundhog charges a flat rate fee, regardless of the size of your list. Groundhog will never charge you more as your list grows. It also integrates with all of the top WordPress, e-commerce, LMS, and membership plugins to create a unified customer experience. Start now with a 14-day demo for $1. Go to howibuilt.it slash groundhog. That's howibuilt.it slash G-R-O-U-N-D-H-O-G-G. Or use the code How I Built It for 20% off your first year of any plan. Thanks so much to Groundhog for sponsoring this episode of How I Built It. As you were talking, I thought that maybe I could use Make to solve my problem because Make has better ConvertKit integration than Zapier does, I've noticed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. And uh, I could probably like query based on product. Mm-hmm. Put them in Airtable, do a little diff, whatever. You know, like I can figure something out with my programmer brain, but like you shouldn't have to do that, dear listener, right? Like you shouldn't have well, to do the thing. And this is also a danger of you being a super technical person is, is that you're right. like, oh, I can figure it out. I just, <laughs> I saw, I don't know if anybody, if you follow Elise Myers, um, but she just did a post. It's yeah. like, I suffer from like, how hard can it be? <laughs> <You know? laughs> <All right? laughs> Wow, I'm in that um, post and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. So the technical people like we'll get ourselves in the most trouble um, because we'll be like, ah, I can I can work around this. So one of our newest clients who just signed on, they um they make software and the guy who is in charge, he's a really great developer, so great that he programmed his own email platform. So like he wow. basically wrote, you know, active campaign or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. for their company. And then he realized I'm the only person on earth who can run this. 
And yep. we cannot, we don't have metrics because I can't get the data that I need out of it. And that's what they came to me. They're like, can Active Campaign do this, 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 and this? I'm like, yep, yep. Because <laughs> now you want to scale and you need to know, like, you need to segment, you need to do all these things. Right. So. <clears throat> The um, the technical people are sometimes the worst because we'll just be like, oh, I can build that or I can tweak that or I can, you know. Right. Um, Why would I pay for that point. when I can build it myself, right? That's like the mantra of the WordPress <laughs> oh <my God>. community. <laughs> <laughs> I just had like a, like a PTSD flashback just from you saying that. Um, but that brings up another good point, which is if you do find yourself in this situation of like, technical debt, right? Maybe you you chose the wrong thing and maybe you learned that in the first, you know, three or four months or you've, you're, you know, many people are in this situation where they've just, they've just been getting after it and duct taping together whatever they needed to keep moving. And I Mm -hmm. get that and I respect that. But now they're at a point where they're like, oh, okay, this thing has to grow up. We have to get systems. And so like, when do you make that move and, and, you know, um, how do you decide? Like, are you gonna are you gonna tweak it? Are you gonna like patch it together with make and duct tape, or are you gonna start over with a process and requirements and right. like, build for the long haul? And it's you know it's a very individual decision for people, but it's it's worth considering, and it's also worth getting outside feedback because like it's one of the worst things about owning a business is if you just get in your own head and you think, well, I have to solve this and like somebody else could like fix it for you or like give you clarity in like an hour. Right. But you don't right. know what you don't know. So you don't seek out yeah. the advice or you're like, oh, well, but I have to pay for the advice. So that seems like, you know, yeah. so. That's like, yeah. I always, I always think this, right? Because I think we were talking in the pre-show about people who have tried to get our time for free. Um, or didn't want to pay also for a it. PTSD subject. Yeah, seriously. And I'm just like, <laughs> if if my time's not, if my advice isn't worth paying for, why do you want it at all? Like it's so weird, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> I have a I have a podcast review from someone who was like, oh yeah, I listened to episode four about asking better questions, and I saved a thousand dollars not doing something that I was thinking about wow. doing. Wow! Wow! From so, episode four, it's yeah. free. You can go listen to, you know, like, yeah, go for it. So, it's like, it's not like you can't get free. Somebody said, uh, free advice is not specific, and specific advice ain't free. Yeah, that's exactly what I've learned and I've applied, right? Like, I will tell you everything I know on my podcast as, as general as I can make it, right? But if you want, yeah, but how do I do it? All right. Well, now we're we're going to get on a coaching call and I'm you're going to pay me for an hour and I'm going to save you 10 hours and it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I I love that. I thought you were going to go in a different direction with that. I've gotten like really negative like YouTube comments. And for a while I was just like, "Oh, I'm really sorry. I'll give you a full refund on this free content <laughs> that you <laughs> consume." Oh man, yeah. I've been doing um, live streams with my content bootcamp clients, um, mm-hmm. and I had to turn comments off. I had to figure out how to go preemptively and turn the YouTube comments off because people started just being, you know, assholes. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I don't have time to deal with that. Yeah, it's really weird. There was like somebody was like coming on to me during. They're like, "You're so cute," and I'm like, "I'm uncomfortable with this." 
I'm like, I don't, I'm married. I have multiple children. Please, thank you for thinking I'm cute. I mean, you still got game though. So there's that. Yeah, there we go. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Really in my prime. That's like 20 year old me was an idiot. Um, Anyway, so (laughs) we've gotten a little off track. This is so much fun though. Um, uh, Let's, uh, so we've talked a little bit about choosing the tools, right? You have a bit of a developer background. I have a bit of a developer background. And like you said, like th- that'll get us in the most trouble. I I used Zapier. Like I hated like ConvertKit's forms. And so I used like uh, Ninja Forms or Gravity Forms, like some forms plugin. And then like a Zap to connect it to ConvertKit. And then I turned that Zap off to test it and forgot to turn it back on for a month. And I was like, how come no one's joining my mailing list? Uh, and so after that, I was like, maybe I should just use the native ConvertKit forms. Like, a, right? If those are broken, they're just straight up broken. They're not like shadow broken. Yeah. Um, so let's say someone's listening to this and despite the horror stories that we just shared, they want to get into automation. Um, wh- where do you think they should start? Um. They should go over to uh, the Automation Bridge website and and hook up with Chris because like there's nice. there's literally no one, in my opinion, smarter about automation than he is. That's teaching it like that's his whole mission is to mm-hmm. teach people how to do automation the right way so that you can make a career out of it. Um, and he has seen the the back ends of so many businesses. He was also like instrumental in the come up of lead pages. Um, I think between lead pages and an active campaign, he helped them raise like over 200 million in funding. Wow. You know, like he was the guy and yeah. he's worked with a ton of startups. And so like, yeah, that's, there's nobody else you should really talk to. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's amazing. I'm looking at his site right now. It looks great. Um, yeah, he looks he looks familiar. I feel like I've seen some of his stuff before. If you go to the Active Campaign Help documentation, you're still gonna find his videos in there. Oh, nice! Like he was the nice. head of that's education awesome. for three years. He used to go around yeah. the country doing um, like in person all day Active Campaign workshops. So nice. Yeah, his face has been around there, and I was such a fan of the Active Campaign podcast, which he started and hosted, and I would be like. Okay, you tell me a problem, and I'll give you this. I'll give you a podcast episode to solve it. <laughs> you know. And then when he <laughs> left Active Campaign, I was like, I was like, where did he go? And um, <laughs> so I went searching the internet. I found Automation Bridge, and I emailed him. I'm like, hey, so when's your new? When's the next podcast? And I was the first guest on the All Systems Go podcast, and he told me he's like, yeah, I was kind of in a funk after leaving Active Campaign, and that kind of got me out of it. You being like, hey, dude, like, where's the next podcast? And I was like, oh, oh that's well, amazing. you're you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, and, it's and amazing. now you're like, oh, you're like the his um looks like his episodes are like non sequential. And you're like still like the first like five or ten are like still there like on the homepage. Oh, really? Of the pod, yeah. Oh, cool. This is doing a show and tell is really good audio only content. Um, okay, so let me let me rephrase this question then. Um, how does one figure out if they should start automating? Because like I want to. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um. I think. You know, if you're if you're technically, I'll tell you who 
really should look into automation like as a as a strategy is web developers. Because we already talked about the fact that the website is just the front door. And I think what happens mm-hmm. with, you know, I've mentored a few web developers through my content bootcamp and they like, we all start out the same. Like we charge, we, we make $500 websites and then we're like, mm-hmm. okay, well maybe, ooh, $2,500. Woo, now I'm in the money. Like, and like, no, because although I could put a website up in a day, it's, that's not the important thing. The important thing is the strategy, the content, you know, the user experience, the right. opt-ins, like the customer journey. So web developers are really primed to be able to add automation to their service offerings as like a really great add value add, recurring revenue, like you name it. Um, so that's yeah. who should that's who should be <laughs> really looking at automation. Um but I think in general, you know, I think about the people that Chris has in the community and we're all we're all kind of obsessed with like process and documentation and efficiency, um, spreadsheets, <laughs> you know, like we like, <laughs> we like data and we like order um, and we like helping people. I mean, that's my primary motivation is when clients come to me and they like have gone from like struggling to get clients to figuring out, okay, you have content that that's working great. Now let's put that in a welcome sequence. Now let's put that mm. in a sales sequence. Now let's like, and a lot of people unconsciously will sabotage their sales or they won't market and they won't know why. And it's because they're not confident about the experience that someone's going to have once they actually join the email list. They're like, yeah. they have all the best intentions of having that weekly newsletter go out, right? But then, you know, travel, family, holidays, like life, pandemic, whatever, like throw it all in the mix, right? That's going to take you away from that. And so really the experience is people get on their list and then they sit there. You know, they get that default MailChimp, confirm your subscription subscription page, right? Yep. And then like nothing or maybe one yeah. email. And so the difference between that and knowing like, um, oh, when people subscribe to my list, they're going to get to know me. I've I've rolled out the, the proverbial red carpet and I know that every single lead who comes onto my list is going to get introduced. They're going to get followed up with. They're going to get, you know, segmented, targeted, relevant information that they care about because of how they, you know, came into your list based on what lead magnet. When you, when that's the experience you're inviting people into, you're going to go invite a lot more people. It's like if you're having a party and you're, you know, at your house, you have like one couch and a mattress on the floor and one beer in the fridge. Like you're not going to invite a bunch of people over. Right. Right. Versus if right. you have like love a really nice spread and a really, you know, and a pool out back and whatever, you're going to be like, yeah, yeah, come on in. It's great. Yeah. And so <laughs> getting your act together and um, and having those things in place helps people show up differently and it helps them attract the people they need to attract. And that's that's what attracted me to automation is helping people do that. So I think that should be a large part of it. Like you want to help people and you also are nerdy in these ways that lend themselves to automation. I love it. And the the educator in me is like cringing because we didn't define automation at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> Maybe I'll just like do that in a cold open. But um, I think this is really important, right? Because like when I think automation, I'm thinking like my tech nerd galaxy brain. How can I connect everything I've ever used into one thing? But like, 
it could just be emails that automatically go out every other day or every day mm-hmm. or every week, right? Like it doesn't, automation doesn't have to be like the the virtual version of connects, right? Where like, you have <laughs> yeah. this crazy like Ferris wheel, right? Yeah. Well, and for uh, talking about a definition, right? Just employing technology to execute your processes. Love it. Love it. So you have to have, which is great because that means you have to have the process. I'm constantly saying like, if you automate crap, then you just get automated crap, right? So you have to, (laughs) so you have to have the process. The process should be working, right? And then you can look at that and say, okay, what parts of this can we hand over to the robots, right? And even the simplest things can make such a huge difference for people. It's like, especially when you're talking about, we haven't really talked about onboarding, but that's another favorite thing of mine. Um, the experience that you give somebody, especially if you're selling a high ticket offer, you know, someone pays you 10 or 20 or 50 grand, like instantly they're going to be like, what did I just do? Right. Mm -hmm. And so you need to have your onboarding on point so that there's an experience there that they're immediately get acknowledged for what they did. You're telling them what's coming next. You're telling them how to get prepared or what they, you know, like, something to kind of welcome them into the experience. And that is some of the most valuable automation that you can do is to really look at not, you know, we, we, I think we focus on marketing and sales a lot because a lot of businesses struggle with that. But then what happens when you actually get the customer, like defining that process and making that process smooth and welcoming and delightful, um, that's hugely valuable. Yeah, and it's like not really something that people think about, right? I um, I read a book by Ramil John, and I can't remember the name of the book, but he talks about this very thing, like good customer onboarding. Um, and like, you know, so like he looks at Canva and like a few other places and it's like, how do you get started quickly? How do you surprise and delight? How do you deliver their first win? And like for for creators, people listening, you know, like me who sell like a digital product, it could be just as easy as like, here's where to find your digital product, right? Or, hey, there's like four hours of content here. If you're at this part of your journey, check here, right? Or Mm -hmm. maybe you already know that because they're tagged and segmented. So you could just send that email and be like, hey, here's the part of the playbook that you, you probably want first. Yeah. I was just reviewing my onboarding and I have like a screenshot of exactly what it looks like when you log in, <laughs> you know, because mm. like people need that level of, you know, because they're like, what do I do? Where do I go? Um, yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be expensive or like a huge thing. It could be just little things that make a huge difference. Yeah, I like that a lot. I um, I tell my, uh, like my podcast clients, right, or my students, uh, make a list of the thing, make a list of everything you do for your podcast and then just like put a red dot next to the things that you, you don't personally need to do. And maybe that's stuff that you can automate or take off your plate or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's like you said, it's about understanding the process first. That's like really your first step. Yeah. Uh, when we map out stuff for people, it's, I, I don't think I've maybe, maybe two clients in the last five years have like actually already had their processes mapped out, you know, but Mm. most, for most people, it's the first time they've ever seen their marketing without having to like 
log into WordPress or lead pages or yeah. click funnels or whatever you're, you know, it's like you just say, Oh, show me your marketing. They're like, Oh, okay. Let me log into the tool. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, if that's the only way you can see it, then you instantly know what you can do to kind of elevate your, your process is to, is to map it out. Yeah. You know, that's so funny. Cause I always start with like drawing it on paper or a whiteboard. Like, cause like you said, I'm like super nervous about like automating and then like just messing it up. Like one of the things that happened to me um, was anybody who signed up for my membership back when I was selling like 10 courses, you could buy them a la carte or you could buy the membership because I was relying on um, WordPress to send those emails. Oh. A member would get <laughs> registered for every course. Oh no. And then they would get an email every time they registered for a course. So like somebody was finally like, hey, I just got like 13 emails from you. And I'm like, okay. And then I think it was Chris who was like, yeah, you shouldn't, don't send emails with WordPress. Like turn all those off and <laughs> yeah. use your your ESP. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I so. mean, those are, those are always fun stories, right? Because it, even, you know, if you do this for, for a living, you're always going to mess up. Like my favorite, mm -hmm. my favorite blooper is, um, so content bootcamp, we have a coaching call every week. And so on Tuesday, we had a, a looping email basically that would go out every Tuesday saying like, hey, go and fill out this form to tell us what you want to talk about on the coaching call. And the mm -hmm. first time we created that automation, we forgot to put the the wait step Um and so it just looped and people were like, uh, I got like nine emails <laughs> telling me to go do this thing within like five minutes. I was like, oh yeah. yeah, sorry. And like, and we were, I was actually coaching them about automation that week. And I was like, yeah, so this is what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. Cause I did a, I did like a workshop on automation for a, like a creator community once recently. And, um, it was at the same time that Blink the Blink-182 concert tickets went on sale. Oh, boy. And so I'm like a huge Blink-182 fan. They were like my coming-of-age band. Oh. And, um, and they're like back together now. And so I basically opened the presentation with, so we're going to do a non-automatable task right now. And I just ordered the tickets like during the presentation. And I was like, now let's talk about automation. Oh my God, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities, man. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And like, yeah. oh, those tickets were like gone or like 500 bucks by the time like the, the workshop was over. So like, really, really glad I got them. They're like, glad you got your tickets. I'm like, you are all super cool people. Yeah. So. Priorities. Got to do it. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. Um, okay. So let me end on this, uh, the main segment at least uh, on this. Um because that was always something I struggled with. And again, like my developer brain was like, there should be like a staging area for like email automations. And then someone was like, why don't you just put yourself in the automation to test it? And I'm like, right, I could also do that. Um, so like when you're when you're putting automations together, can, can you talk about like your process a little bit? Like, do you draw it out first? Do you like, I'm not familiar with ActiveCampaign, but I know like in, in ConvertKit, there's like automations and sequences. Yeah, and, so... Yeah. In Active Campaign, there's a visual automation builder. And so mm. we have a bunch of mapping templates for the automations that we use the most. And so I can usually just grab one of those and copy it over. So, nice. and I'll usually kind of try to choose the colors to sort of match what it looks like in Active Campaign. Um, nice. In Lucidchart, it was 
really easy to do that. It was like, oh, it looks like one to one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we have those mapped out and it'll be um, everything from, you know, the weight steps, the tags. Um, one of the things we do a lot in testing and in just sort of letting the the automation, like when they're new, it's like you have to babysit them. And so we'll put in mm-hmm. um, Slack notifications in the steps. It's nice. like, well, where oh, we nice. want to know like, oh, so-and-so got, especially for onboarding, right? So-and-so got their welcome yeah. email or so-and-so got, you know, filled out their oh, like information that. form. So um, we'll do that. <clears throat> um, conditional content is, uh, I'm, I'm really a huge fan of conditional content where you can specify the copy that's displayed in the email based on different mm-hmm. different rules that you set. Um, and yeah. so we we have five, five email addresses that we use for testing. Um, they're all named Iris. And so <laughs> I'll just set up like the different irises with different tags and, and criteria, whatever, to make sure things show. Um, Why can, Iris? Is it like the eye of the storm or whatever? Uh, no, I needed, let's see, um, KPC who runs the Active Campaign Academy. I think mm-hmm. she had, hers is like Horatio, um, which okay. is great because like you're never going to have a, like a ratio, you know, like, Oh yeah, I see. I see. Um, yeah. Which, you know, there are some real irises, but, um, a lot of my test contacts are named after like, um, people from like CW superhero shows. So it's Iris West nice. Allen. Um, nice. So, so there's five irises so we can set those up differently. Um, in the old email editor for active campaign, you can actually you can actually put an email address in and just look at the test screen. You look at the preview. They'll show you the preview. But then okay. new, they have a new email designer, which is so much better than the old one, but they don't yet have that feature. So we use mm. the, the irises. So yeah, testing things like different conditional content, you know, testing, um, testing like if else things, like yeah. um, just going through. And so yeah, we map it out first. Um Ideally, right? We map it out first, then we build it. Um, I'm trying to remove myself from more of the day-to-day, so the mapping will become yeah. even more important because we have a new team member starting next week to help like, build more of the automations. And, the, and again, mm. the issue is I like doing it and I can do it, and it's actually a problem. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so I, I told my team like in our first meeting this year, I was like, look, ask forgiveness, not permission. Like, feel free if I take something, take it back. Like, you know, just like, it's really, it's really challenging. Um, But yeah, we have all sorts of, and and it helps too when you're doing like the same kinds of automations um, because we just will copy them over from, you know, like import them. You have to build them from scratch all the time. So that helps too. So having, having a system that you kind of know the system and then you're implementing that same system for multiple clients. It like makes it go easier and faster. Um, so yeah, those are some of our tricks. I'm not going to tell you everything. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that a lot though. And then um, I guess final question here is how often do you review uh, those automations, right? I know maybe that sounds like counterproductive, right? They're supposed to like run and then yeah. you're supposed to forget about them. But like... Yeah, no. Um, yeah. There's some, so we're actually, I mean, we've just pivoted, right? So we had a done for you offer and we've kind of pivoted and narrowed that down to really focus on active campaign and doing email automation. And so all the processes that we had are, everything is up for discussion, right? So Mm. we're re, we're rebuilding a lot of processes. And so we're looking hard at everything, but like my getting to know you sequence, like 
I will typically try to look at that at least once a year and rewrite it. Um, okay. It definitely will get rewritten because now we've hit, like content bootcamp was our flagship offer. Now it's CRM to sales where we do the active campaign thing. So all of that is getting, you know, my website's out of date right now. It's a lot of pressure being the automation person, right? Because it's like, oh, yeah. people expect your stuff. And I just will be straight up with people and I'll be like, you know what? We're in a pivot right now. So everything's not all like smooth and shiny. Right. And, you know, there's still yeah. some basic things, right? But, you know, you have to do it manually first and like send people through it and make sure that it's what you want before you go through all the trouble to automate it. And so I'm just real upfront with people about that. I'm like, but doesn't mean you can't hire us because most people don't even have the basics in place, you know? And it's like, we can do that. We're like Captain America, right? We can do that all day. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Love it because I love Chris Evans and I love Captain America. So like just... Yeah. So... um, Great quote. (laughs) So yeah, I'm I'm looking at like everything right now. But but in general, I would say, um, you know, going in like quarterly or every six months and looking at and like put yourself through it, like sign up for your own thing and go through it. You'll mm-hmm. be like, Oh, I missed that typo. Or, Oh, I didn't mean to say that that way. Or, Oh, this is totally irrelevant. Or, Oh, I could segment this and have it be more relevant, you know, based on these two groups of people, like just, you know, like eat your own dog food every once in a while. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it, it, that is really helpful. I've signed up on like, um, uh, my own email addresses. And then like, I also use, uh, well, it was Feedbin for a while now. It's Readwise. But, you know, I use like the RSS reader newsletter subscription thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, like, cool. My newsletter doesn't look like a hot pile of garbage in the <laughs> right. RSS reader, which is oh, nice. Oh, n- yeah. No, that's that's good. That's actually a good I'll, Substacks I'll take that as a tip. do. Yeah, Substacks oh. do. It's terrible. Yeah, I have not gotten into yeah. Substack. I'm just like, eh. I don't need to yeah. another playground to play in. Um, I just yeah, that's focus. like I mean, a lot of journalists I follow are like on Substack, so yeah, I'm subscribed to them, and they go to my Readwise account, and I'm just like, great, a giant Twitter button that has no purpose because <laughs> oh it's just God. the text. Yeah, so. I'm so picky about. I mean, I know we talked about like, oh, copy is so important, but design is important. Like, and it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be like. I have a a good. Frolic, I got that phrase from my coach, friend, colleague. Nice. <laughs> that like I respect the hell out of her, but her emails look like shit, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. letting, kerning, spacing, white space ever, you know, or when I get yeah. emails that are like stretch the whole span of like the Gmail window, and I'm just like, yeah, come on, like just make it yeah. easier to read. <laughs> so yep. I'm so nitpicky about that stuff. That's probably that's one of my. That's one of my issues and like handing things off. But my team all know. They're like, oh yeah, no, don't, don't do it that way. And don't, don't mess up that space. And <laughs> Yeah. Nice. That's like, I like like or organized minimalism, maybe as well. Like, you know, yeah, I yeah. have like, I use like Palladio, like for my templates uh, in ConvertKit. Um, and it's just like very minimalist, nice font. There's not like graphics and boxes everywhere. Like oh, I really... Yeah. I'm just like, just like a nice Tahoma, big enough to... Yeah. And that's the other yeah. thing is like I'm 51. So I'm like, if the text isn't big enough, like get the fuck out. What? Wow. You blew my... I had no idea. I thought we were like closer in age. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm definitely at the phase of like readers and like just shaking my fist at tiny text. So it's a <laughs> fun times. 
Awesome. Uh, well, Karanda, this has been amazing. Uh, I, I, as I knew it would be. Uh, if people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Uh, head on over to carveldigital.com. And hopefully by the time this comes out, I will have updated the website and it'll be shiny Woo. and accurate and all the things. Awesome. Uh, I will link to that and everything we talked about over on the show notes at howibuilt.it slash 303. In How I Built It Pro, we are going to spend a few minutes talking about our favorite things about Airtable. So if you want to hear that, sign up for How I Built It Pro. It's just five bucks a month or 50 bucks a year. And uh, don't churn because I won't know if you do that or not. (laughs) Stay forever. yeah, stay forever. We don't it's have great. Tagging. It's good content. Yeah. <laughs> um, Karanda, thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Gap Scout, Groundhog, and Learn Dash. And until next time, get out there and build something. <laughs>